Thank you for joining us for this week's message from the First Christian Church in Great Bend, Kansas. Each week we share thought-provoking and life-changing teachings on topics that are important and relevant to you in your life. We hope that you will be encouraged by our weekly podcast and will tune in regularly. Now let's join the First Christian Church of Great Bend for this week's message. So today we are starting a new sermon series that I'm really, really excited about called Finding Joy. And what we're going to be doing over the next seven weeks, we are going to be wrestling with how it is that you and I can find and live into lives that are filled to overflowing with joy. And the way we're going to be doing that is I'm going to be walking you through the eight pillars of joy, perspective, humility, humor, acceptance, forgiveness, compassion, generosity, and gratitude. And also you can begin to understand what it takes to move beyond your sometimes sullen and miserable lives into a more joyful existence. Or how many of you might just be interested in having a bit more joy in your life? Anybody? How many of you are sick and tired of being sick and tired? I think we could all use a bit more joy. But before we jump into pillar number one, there's a foundational piece to the nature of joy that you have to understand if you want to live a better life. Something that if you miss it, you're going to miss the entire thing. You have to get this point to get the rest of the series. So according to scripture and even the findings of positive psychology today, if you make goal, if you make joy your goal, your destination the thing that you're chasing after, then you will end up miserable. Again, you've got to hear this. This is very important. If you make joy your goal, your destination, the very thing that you're chasing after, then you will end up miserable. And the reason why this is the case is because joy is not something that can be attained or acquired if that is your goal, if that's what you're chasing after. No, joy is one of those things that you experience as a byproduct or a side effect of seeking what's most important. Or I would argue that when you give yourself to the ways of God, which is what we're going to be talking about in the eight pillars, when you give yourself to that, that's when joy shows up. That's when joy happens. So again, if you want to experience joy, joy can't be your goal. Okay, so now that you get that foundation, let's jump into pillar number one, which is perspective. So in regards to joy, the importance of perspective is all about understanding that even though in a whole lot of cases, we can't control what happens to us, there's no situation where we do not have the ability to choose how we respond. Again, this is very important. Even though we don't always get to choose what happens to us, we do have the ability to choose how we will respond. And the classic example of this is you, right, you fill a glass halfway up and you ask yourself the question, half empty, half full, which is it? Will we choose to see it in a negative line, right? The, the glass is half empty. Will we choose to see it in a positive way? The glass is half full. What I want you to notice though is we get to make the choice. Oftentimes in life, we think that life just happens to us. We don't get a choice. That's not true. The truth is we get to choose how to see and make sense of the world, which is what this brings to light. But with that being said, another thing you've got to keep in mind is that even though we do have the ability to choose, we get to choose. 
It's also been shown time and time again that most human beings have a proclivity towards negativity. Proclivity towards negativity. That's so fun. Say it with me. Proclivity to negativity. Or in other words, we are much, much better at seeing the negative than we are seeing the positive. Which means when it comes to choosing our perspective, seeing the good and the beautiful and all that is amazing is going to take a bit more work than seeing the negative. Because seeing the negative or seeing the problem or or seeing what's going wrong is what comes naturally to us. We just naturally go to that place. Or because we all have a bit of Debbie Downer and negative Nancy living on the inside of us, seeing the world in a positive way is going to take a bit more work. Or to see how this is true, how many of you are really, really good at focusing in on the negative even though your life is full to overflowing with blessings? Yes, we are so good at this. That is our default position. So we have to work to see the world in better ways. This is something we have to strive to do. So, Now that you get that you are the one who is in charge of your perspective, what we're going to do next is I'm going to walk you through a a couple of very practical methods to help you begin to see um, some things or or to see some things that will bring you a bit more joy. So if if you'll live these methods, it will change your life. So method number one is this, the opportunity perspective. And the opportunity perspective is all about choosing to see the positive and the good that can come out of any situation no matter what. Paul puts it in this way in Philippians 4.8. Finally, beloved, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence and if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Or to make this practical, there's this great story of a woman visiting two soldiers on the same day at the hospital at Fort Bliss. And the way she describes this visit is that there were two men facing almost identical circumstances. Both were paraplegics who had lost the use of their leg in combat. But the first veteran she encountered was Tom. And what she found when she visited Tom's room is what you would expect, right? Tom lying in a fetal position on his bed feeling sorry for himself because of the tragedy that happened to him, which to a certain extent seems right. Who can blame him for for having to deal with such a horrible thing? But then what she discovered when she visited the second soldier, and his name is Chuck, is that even though Chuck was facing the exact same reality as Tom, Chuck was out of his bed in his wheelchair, celebrating the fact that he was still alive. He had a second chance in life. And it's even the case that she is wheeling this man around the hospital in their conversations that, that... As they went through the garden, Chuck came to the realization that he's now closer to the flowers. And then it dawned on him that I can now look my children in the eye because of this wheelchair. Or what I love about this example is that the the only difference going on between these two men is perspective. Or the way they choose to see the world. Tom choosing the default position of feeling sorry for himself and focusing in on how unfair and evil the world is while Chuck chooses to see the good. And because of their chosen perspectives, you'll find Chuck discovering joy in spite of his situation while Tom is just making his already difficult situation even more difficult. How many of you are really good at making a difficult situation even more difficult? 
Another quote that I love that, that helps us live out of the opportunity perspective, and you've heard me say this before and you're going to hear me say it another thousand times, I don't ever lose, I either win or learn. I don't ever lose, I either win or learn. And what this quote reveals is that in life, there really is no such thing as losing unless you choose it. Because even when you fail, even when you get something wrong, that's not necessarily a bad thing. No, it's actually a really good opportunity to learn in ways that you would have never experienced without that failure. Or as all of you know, even though we have a hard time seeing it in the midst of our struggles, our failures do way more to help us grow and mature than any of our wins. Think back to why you are who you are. It's because of failures. It's because of the things that didn't go well in your life. And then what makes this quote even more powerful than all that is that this quote didn't come from a coach trying to tell his team after a loss to suck it up and move on or some self-help book that's trying to make us feel good about our failures. No, this quote comes from Nelson Mandela. This is what he lived by. A man who spent 27 years in prison for standing up for the rights of his brothers and sisters during apartheid in South Africa. Or a man who failed so much that he went on to help lead his country out of apartheid as South Africa's first black president. That's the power of the opportunity perspective. Method number two is the long perspective. And how the long perspective works is when you are facing an event that has the ability to take away your joy and make your life miserable, what you need to do in that place is instead of being consumed by what has happened, and again, that's our default position. That's what we do. You need to take a step back and see just how important what happened is in the long stretch of time. Or let's just say you had a bad day at work. Maybe your boss yelled at you. Maybe you made a huge mistake. Maybe you're dealing with that one difficult person who just won't go away. Well, as you're dealing with that negative event, what you need to do instead of being consumed, instead of that taking control of your life, is you need to ask these three simple questions. Will this matter in a month? Will this matter in a year? Will this matter in 10 years? Will this matter in a month? Will this matter in a year? Will this matter in 10 years? And what you'll discover as you ask yourself these simple questions is that most of the time, the things that take our joy and cause us to be miserable are really not that big a deal in the long run. So we need to just let them go. Just let them go. Or to help you experience the power of this on a personal metal, uh, level, I want you to think back to all of that drama that consumed you in high school. Anybody have some drama in high school? Right. So think back to all of that drama. Now, when was the last time you even thought about that stuff? When was the last time you were mad that Susie kissed Johnny? <laughs> right? You didn't make the football team. Whatever it is, when were you, when do you ever think about that? You don't. It's not a blip on your radar. So that's the long perspective. So when something happens to you and you begin to think about it in that way, you're like, oh, wait a minute. This is not that big a deal. It's not going to take my joy. I'm moving on. Method three is the opportunity perspective or trying to see the world through someone else's eyes. And for me, this perspective comes out of Jesus's, one of Jesus's most important commands, right? Love your neighbor as yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. Because instead of only seeing and making sense of things from just your perspective, part of loving your neighbor means 
trying to see things from the perspective of others. Or to make this really, really clear, the next time you find yourself driving down 10th Street or wherever it is, and another one of those wonderful people cut you off, instead of getting all worked up and allowing all those colorful words to flow so poetically from your lips as you remind that person of who they are, along with sharing some of your favorite sign language to get your point across, (laughs) what if instead you took a moment and try to imagine that person not as a moron, because that's where we go, <laughs> but as another human being who maybe made a mistake while driving like we all do, or, or maybe is on the way to some emergency because their kid has been in an accident, or who is late to an appointment because they were held up and they couldn't do anything about it. Because I think you'll find this method, what it will do for you is it will help you to keep some of that joy that you were about to unleash in your fury on that person who cut you off. Which, of course, is a method that not only helps us gain perspective while driving, it's a method that can be used anytime you're dealing with a neighbor. Because attempting to put yourself in the shoes of others will set you free from a whole lot of needless misery and suffering as you come to the realization that every neighbor you encounter, every single person you will ever encounter is just another human being doing the best they can with what they got, who makes mistakes, who gets things wrong, who has bad days, just like you. And the last method I'll share with you, which for me is the most powerful method, is the God perspective. And what is meant by the God perspective is the next time you find yourself up against something that seems so big and so life-shattering that you know what's going to take out of your joy. What you need to do to get a better perspective on what's actually going on is you just need to close your eyes and remember that you are just a tiny speck of a thing living on the surface of a relatively small planet that is orbiting a medium-sized star located on the outskirts of a Milky Way galaxy, a galaxy made up of another hundred million stars in an infinite universe that contains at least a hundred billion other galaxies. You're not that important. (laughs) But even more than that, Our God not only created all of that, but he is the one who is big enough to oversee all of that. Which means it doesn't matter what you're up against. It doesn't matter how big your problems might seem. We serve a God who is bigger than all of that. We serve a God who is bigger than anything you will ever face. And then it's also the case that scripture reveals time and time again, our God, this God, is for us and with us. And will never leave us or forsake us. We are never alone. We are never without hope. No matter what this life might have to throw at us. Or this is the perspective that I hold on to. When things get the darkest. This for me helps me to keep life. And everything else. In proper order. I can find some joy. In the midst of this. So to to bring all of that together now, what I hope you're starting to see as we begin this seven-week journey into finding joy is that if you are someone who wants, who longs to experience more joy in your life, 
then the first step you've got to take is you've got to take control of your perspective. You've got to take control of how you make sense and see the world. Or instead of allowing your brain to dwell on all that stuff that makes you miserable, which is what we normally do, what you need to begin practicing with God's help by using the opportunity, the long, the other, and the God perspective is how to see and make sense of the world in better ways. Because the truth is the, the perspective you choose and you get to choose your perspective plays a huge part in just how much joy you will get to experience. And then one last thing, I'll give you kind of an assignment. So what I would like for you guys to do um, this week is I want you to take a glass, and I know uh, all of us have a glass like this at home, and I want you to fill it halfway up. And I want you to put it somewhere in your house where you are. So if you've got a place that you sit, if there's a coffee table, uh, maybe you do it at work, you're spending most of your time at work, I want you to take a, this glass, fill it with water, and just set it in the middle. And as you start focusing in on all the stuff that really doesn't matter, as you start getting negative, I hope you'll look at this and begin to understand that you can choose to see the world in better ways. Let us pray. Oh, Father, we are so grateful for um, this series, looking forward to what it is that you have to teach us about living lives that are filled to overflowing with joy. So today, O oh Lord, as we tackle this idea of perspective, help us to truly become a people who choose to see the world in right ways, who, who choose to, to see the opportunity that's in everything, who take the long perspective, who hold on to the God perspective and also the other perspective. So help us, O oh Lord, as we go back out into the world, choose a different way to live. Choose your way so that we can find a bit more joy. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. You are invited back next week for another life-changing message from the First Christian Church of Great Bend, Kansas. Please check out our website at www.fccgbk.com. That's fccgbk.com. May you have a blessed week.